Welcome to the Living Word, the teaching ministry of Pastor Fisayo Adeniyi, lead pastor of the Ransomed House Lagos. Get ready for enlightenment, encounter, and impartations by the Word. Be blessed as you listen. Get an answer. Get an answer. Where was the last time you read the book of Matthew? Aha. Tell them you have to be a reader of God's Word. All right, Matthew chapter 5, and then we read 13 to 16. I'm going to be reading from the New International Version. The Bible says, You are the salt of the heart. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out, except to be thrown out and be trampled on by men. You are the light of the world. A city set on the hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, Jesus said, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works or your good deeds and praise your Father who is in heaven. Uh, Jesus in this passage of scripture spoke about light and about salt and so for a few minutes even this morning I would like to speak on the rise, the rise of kingdom influencers the rise of kingdom influencers the rise of kingdom influencers shall we pray father thank you because the entrance of your world it gives light gives understanding unto the simple as simple folks we've come to learn at your feet I pray oh God that I make my tongue the pen of a ready writer Lord, write your word of life upon the spirit of your people. After now, O oh God, set us on course for destiny and for life. We worship you, O oh God. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Can I have a believing amen? Amen. You can have your seat in God's presence. Um, the rise of kingdom influencers. The rise of kingdom influencers. Uh, Matthew chapter 5, 13 to 16 and we are speaking on the rise of kingdom influencers. I believe that this sermon is meant for you. This sermon will change your life. I, I do not preach what cannot be worked. Um, I, I preach scriptures. And I want you to understand that when God says a thing, it's because he has given us the ability to do it. I, I always said, and I've always maintained to people, that um, God is not a bully. I don't know whether you have an understanding of what it means to be a bully. Now, I don't know what kind of school you went to. Uh, but I, I went to a secondary school where I understand what it means to be a bully. It means that they can give you 50 naira. Uh, those days it was 5 naira. They give you 5 naira. And then they send you on an errand that will take you 10 naira to fulfill. Uh, they tell you, buy bread and akara. And then buy orange uh, and then become it. And then you calculate everything about 10 naira. And then they give you 5 naira. And then they take your bag and they say you should go. Uh, some of you are looking like, how possible is that? No. Uh, in the school called Ula College in Mano. you anything is possible. And so you use your transport money uh, to pay the seniors and get what they want you to get. And, and that means they will add, send you on an errand and you are not equipped for that errand. Listen to this. Whatever God commands us to do, God has already equipped us to do it. And that's why I said all of that. God has already equipped us even to do it. Now let me begin by saying that we live in a vastly improved world. Uh, we live in a world where technology has made things easier for us. Many people are listening uh, via their mixella um, and all of those places. Spaces has been shrinked. Why? Because of that concept of technology. It has been said that a slave today or a servant or a pauper today is, lives better, have a better life than a king of 125 years ago. That's how good our life has improved. Uh, I mean, when you read about Jacob, who used a stone as his pillow. And then you begin to say, how on hard did he sleep? Uh, I mean, that tells you how, how terrible uh, or how hard their life was at that time. But despite all of our gains, we still live in a world that is vastly broken, a world that is tasteless, a world that is divided, a world that is hate-filled. Many people have a facade of success, but there is deep failure. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've seen marriages that are not working. I've seen broken homes. I've seen churches that are not working. I've seen churches even empty out. I've seen addicted people who are addicted. I've seen it on the increase. I've seen the workplace broken. And I've seen politics even broken. If there was ever a time for the church to be a church of Jesus, this is the time. 
uh, can I say that to you again? If there was ever a time for the church to be a church for Jesus, this is the time. A recent poll has shown us, and it might be a reality even in our time, that the number of people who go to church many years ago have reduced now. So many people don't, especially the millennials, they don't see a need for church. I mean, there is a rise of social media influencers, but there is no, no rise of kingdom influencers. A people who will rise up for Jesus, genuine followers of Jesus. The church has lost its influence because Christians have neglected their responsibility to be salt and light in the world. The church has lost its influence because you and I, we have lost our responsibility. We have stopped doing what God asked us to do, which is to be light and salt in the world. When Christians decide to be light and salt, the world plays close attention to us. Now, when I talk about kingdom influencers, the rise of kingdom influencers, what am I speaking of? And I think this is very important and this is very key. Uh, uh, when I say kingdom influencers, I'm asking that people will actually influence the world for Jesus. Now, Jesus gave us two ways and two elements for that to happen. Number one, he said you have to be a salter. And then number two, he said you have to be a light. Now, being an influencer in the world of Christ is not about money. Can I say that to you again? Being an influencer in the world of Christ is not about how rich you are. Being an influencer in the world of Christ is not about how famous you are or how powerful you are or the amount of following you have even on social media. I mean, that's how you come to be a social media influencer. I mean, how many followers you have. I mean, I'm an influencer on Instagram if I can get like 200,000 followers. And people are doing all they can together. But Jesus is saying to be an influencer for the kingdom is quite easy. He said you must only become two things. Number one, you must become salt and you must become light. And that's very key. Jesus never made things difficult for us. He said you and I must be salt and you and I must be light. Now, we need to be a, sight, a salt and light revolution. And it needs to start from you. It needs to start from your family. It needs to start from here. A light and salt revolution. We need the rising of kingdom influencers. Why? Because the world, like I said, has become very broken. The world, like I said, has become very destroyed. It, uh, it takes light. It takes salt to repair things. Uh, and you and I must know, like I said last week, uh, that God is dependent upon us. Uh, Listen, we are losing the battle because you and I will not stand up for Jesus. Now, I said two things. I said two things are necessary. And if you will remember these two things, then I've fulfilled my job today. Two things are necessary to be a kingdom influencer. The first one, what did I say? Salt. The second one, what did I say? Light. The first one is salt. And then the second one is light. Now, I want to start by now breaking certain things down. Matthew, so I want to talk about salt, and I will now talk about light, and then we will now be able to go. Praise God. Does that look like a plan? All right, so let's start with salt. The salt of the heart. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. Bible says, you are the salt of the heart. He's not saying you will pray to become the salt of the heart. He said you are the salt of the heart. So when I look at you, what I see are salt. Salt of the heart. He said, you are the salt of the heart. But he said something. He said, if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and be trampled underfoot. Now imagine, I mean, salt is not something very spiritual. You all deal with salt. I mean, if, if I say, have you seen salt before? Even a baby knows he has seen salt before, all right? So if, imagine your salt loses its saltiness. That means you put salt in soup and there's no difference. So you can just put a Congo of it or a Derika of it and just poison that soup and nothing changes. You know, you are just going to take that bag and just going to throw it away. Because you, in fact, you will not throw it away. You believe something is wrong. Uh, you, you first of all start believing maybe your tongue has issues. Uh, and then you start believing that maybe it's your life that has issues or once it gets me. Also. You should believe something is wrong somewhere. You know why? Because you just know that salt must be salty. Now, when I see a believer speak to me this morning, when I see a believer, I also expect certain characteristics. I expect them to also be salt. So, when I see you and you call yourself a believer, and I'm not seeing that salt thing, then I'm also asking myself, is something wrong? Like that salt example, is there something wrong? What's going on here? Because I expect things to change because you are there. Just because I believe that salt must also change because I added, the rice must change because I added salt. Do you understand that? So I also expect that because you are inside this place and because you are in your office or you are in your workplace or you are in a relationship, things must also change. You can't be dating a guy and the life of that guy is not changing. It means that you are not applying yourself as short. You can't be in a workplace and have the same issue you were having before. 
You can't contact people and your life is, their life remains the same. There must be influence. That's why I mean by saying the rise of kingdom influencers. There must be influence because I know you, because I'm close to you now, because you work with me now. There must be something that has changed in you. When you come to this church after three, four weeks, do the things we do, and you still discover that you are not finding the life of Christ easy to live, something is wrong. There must be an influence. You must be asking yourself, listen, what they said last week, that's a challenge. Can I live up to it? Do I need God? That's a challenge. That means something is changing inside of you. That, that means salt is being added to you. Now, Jesus said, it's been trampled upon. Now, salt was a very common substance and it was very important substance in the time Jesus lived in. I tell people that if you want to understand scriptures, then you must try and understand the context of when it was written. What does it mean when they talk about salt in those days? Can I, can I say to you that in those days when they talk about salt, do you know, have you heard that saying that is not what is salt? Have you heard the saying before? When they say somebody is not what they are salt? I mean, maybe you are trying to say, maybe you find somebody who is a graphic designer and it's not what it's salt. It's not what it's salt. Now, you've had that statement, but you don't know what, how it comes about. Now, I'll, I'll give you the explanation now. You see, in those days, they pay people. Are you following me? They pay people, uh, especially soldiers in the Roman army. The emperor pays them uh, by salt. Do you understand? That's how valuable salt was at that time. So they don't pay them by giving them money. They pay them by giving them salt. So when Jesus was speaking about you being the salt of the world, the people he was speaking to understood it. Because they knew that the soldiers who were in Jerusalem at that time were being paid in salt. So it is said that a soldier who do not perform his own duty or his own responsibility, they say he's not worth his salt. Do you get that statement now? So any soldier who, who uh, maybe they say you should go and stay somewhere, you didn't perform your duty, you didn't do your responsibility, they say, no, that soldier is not what he's worth. That's where that statement comes from. That word, not what your salt. In fact, you know that the English word salary is from that Latin word salarium, which means salt money. Salarium. It means salt money. So, you know, when the soldiers are giving salt as their dues, what they do is that they sell the salt and they get money. So they call it salarium. So it is salt money. You can see. So when we talk about you being the salt of the world and you are interpreting it with the language of today, you are not getting it. You need to understand it in the context of those Jesus was speaking to. So when Jesus said you are the salt of the world, they understood it. Because soldiers then were the most valuable ranked people at the world Jesus lived in. So when they said they were paying them in salt, and Jesus was saying you are now the salt they are working for. When I pay, I work for 30 days, and then they pay me in salt. <laughs> and Jesus is saying, you are the salt of the world. The Yoruba saying, you are here. <laughs> that one has a way of sounding, if you understand Yoruba, I mean. You are the salt of the world. You are the salt of the world. You are what? Are you, the question is, are you what your salt? Like I said to you, a soldier that did not perform his duty, uh, he said that it, 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 the saying comes, you are no, it's not what is salt. So you just use that statement, but that's where it comes from. It's not what is salt. So let me quickly tell you five primary things believers must have as it concerns salt. When we talk about salt, there are five things you must carry, five things you must possess as it concerns salt. If we would say you are what your salt. Number one, and that is the uses of salt, actually. Salt seasons food. Is that not so? I don't need to pray. Ilamba, yama, karaba, this food is not sweet. No, no, no. All I need to do is what? A hot sauce. Can you see that when I also see the word, and I go, for instance, I go on Instagram, and I get depressed because of the news I'm reading. It's because believers are not having salt in that space. Because if you have salt and you are putting your own stuff there, then I should go there and I should be edified. I should go there and I should find value. Why? Because you are seasoning it. Do you know that cakes and pies even contains a pinch of salt? The things you think they don't have salt, or they have salt. We are the primary seasonings of the world. The world is tasteless without believers. We give purpose to the world. We season the world. Our marriages, our relationships, our homes should get better because we have salt to it. That's the reason Paul said, and writing, he said, if an unbeliever, if you say you are married to an unbeliever and the unbeliever wants to stay, 
He said, stay. Let him stay. Why? Because you are actually the salt in that relationship. Your influence in that relationship will make that marriage better. Do you understand what we're saying? So a company is not working and the company employs you. Because the company has employed you, the company should work. Why? Because the salt has come. No, the salt has come. You can't have a business and the business is not working. You are the salt of the heart. You are the major influencer, sir. When people contact you, your customer service should be the best. It, it, couldn't, it shouldn't be, ah, hey, I will never call them again. Like, like yesterday, we made a decision. I said, my wife, I would say, well, Dama, he finished the installation. I'll delete his number. It's just to have peace of mind. And he calls himself a believer. Now, I, I, I was telling myself that the reason people are, that is the reason many people are poor. Do you understand that? You know, poverty sometimes is, uh, is not an evil cause. Poverty actually starts with your attitude. Do you understand what I'm saying? I say this to you. Do you know that causes, uh, a time will come, I'll teach you on causes. Do you know that causes are actually powerless? What causes does is that causes changes your attitude. So when a man is cursed, he can become unstable. And that instability will find his way in his life and they find his way to his business. And the business will crash. So I say to myself, this person, now if I call you to come and do business, you should call me after one week and say, hello, I hope that thing is still working well. I say, wow, thank you, it's working well. You should call and say, as a fashion and say, how did the clothes? Have you worn it? Not because you want to post your social media, but because you are interested in my good. Is someone listening to me? That's what it means. This is a practical message. That's what it means to season food. Because when you, I don't know whether they have ever given you food. And there was no sorting. Have you, have you eaten that before? Do you need anybody to tell you there was no salt? You told, <laughs> because by tasting you know that this thing is tasteless. Therefore, many believers, as we see them also, we know that these are tasteless believers. When you cannot tell a difference between an unbeliever and a believer, the salt has lost its value. You struggle with the same addiction. You smoke, they smoke. You drink, they drink. You have sex, they have sex. I want to keep going. You dress the way they dress. Your hair is the way they, their own looks also. <laughs> Baby, we need to begin to test your salvation. Number two, salt preserves. This is no doubt the main thing salt was used for in the days of Christ. No doubt. Those days when fishermen or people kill a cow or kill a meat, they get meat, what they do is that they actually stock it inside, inside salt. It's not like they even sprinkled. The way you put it inside um, blocks now, that's the way they put meat inside salt. Not because it will prevent it. It does not prevent it actually from spoiling but it slows down the process of spoiling. Therefore, you and I may not have the opportunity to radically change or transform the world, but we can slow down the process of damage. Is the world getting more terrible? Yes. There were clothes when I was growing up I never believed ladies would be able to wear now. Glory to God. Never did. Never did. I was talking to Leia yesterday. I said, you know, when we were in the lorry, there were clothes. I saw people, I mean, we watch movies, and I say, this Nigerian film, they are not real. People wear clothes. Can you really wear this cloth out? <laughs> and then I entered Ireland. And then I saw the clothes. I said, my God, this is not movie, oh. Real life. And then they comport themselves like they are very good people. And I'm like, what are you wearing? Listen, salt retards damage. Our ladies, our Christian ladies, are the only hope we have for preservation. They are the only hope we have that there is still a conservative God. That there are certain things that are still not supposed to be exposed. But if you and I join them, then there is no hope. But when we define beauty by covering, because we are different, when we define beauty by covering, we define beauty by what we wear, and people see us and say, this is a woman of God. This is a child of God. Then I see you and I say, this is take home to mama. This is not take home to bed. Then I know that I'm redefining beauty because of the way you are. Is someone understanding what salt does? Salt preserves. Let me say this to you, dear believers. You are the only preservation we have that marriage will work. 
If as a believer your marriage does not work, again, hopelessness is coming to the world. But when I come to your house and I see love dwells here, then I can want to get married. Because many people are coming from homes that are broken. They never even want to get married. But I've seen that by exposure to certain lights, when some people get close to my family, now they want to get married. Am I boasting? It's the truth. Before, they never wanted to. But now they want to get married. Why? God came on the scene. Are you following me? Are you following me? Here is the exciting part. It doesn't take much salt to do the job. Just a little salt, we always do the trick. Can you see that? What did I say? I said it doesn't take much salt to do the trick. Just a little sprinkling, we do the trick. Therefore, we are not saying that you need to change everything about you. Just a little boldness. Just a little smile. Just a little. Here's the exciting part. Have you read the story of Abraham before? You read Abraham in scripture, Genesis chapter 18. And then Abraham, God said to him, I'm going to go destroy, I'm going to go destroy Sodom. And, Lord, and Abraham began to do what I call negotiation with God. He said, what if you find 50 people? He said, I will not, I will not destroy them. A whole land was going to be preserved because of how many people? And he negotiated, he said, 13, go. He said, yeah, I will not. And he brought it down to 10. That means that Ireland can be preserved because of 10 righteous people. Your neighborhood can be preserved. Your f- now, that if 10 saves a land, how many do you think will take to save a family? Did I hear somebody say one? Half save sometimes. <laughs> if you, because if you do that probability, half should. Someone following me. Lot and his daughters were saved because of an inheritance of righteousness of Abraham. Do you know what you can do for your family by just being a right person? Do you know what you can do for your family by just living right? It doesn't take so much. It just takes you and your determination. Number three, very quickly, salt stinks. Stinks. Stinks, not stinks. S-T-R-N-G-S. We speak of pouring salt. Do you know that those days, I mean, you will never try it now. <laughs> but do you know that those days when a man gets wounded or there's an open wound, they actually pour salt on Somebody, shh. Because <laughs> you imagine open salt and they pour salt on it. All right, that's how. Fantastic. Pour somebody's life. Okay. Now listen. You know why? Because salt is an antiseptic. It kills bacteria. Believers are not supposed to be comfortable to be around. Because you are around me <laughs> does not mean that we will be goody-goody. Sometimes I'm going to say certain truths to you that will get you very uncomfortable. They may hate you for your God, but they will soon like you for preserving them. John 17, 17, sanctify us with your truth. Your word is truth. Do you know that many people don't like truth in the life of time we live in? Have you tried telling, I mean, as a pastor, I can tell you uh, that many people don't like truth. For instance, you look at a person and say that you are not serious with your life. <laughs> that's a very, if I, you, you think that's a big statement for me, that's like, I'm still playing with you. <laughs> because I, 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 can, I can go deeper. Now, if, if I just go like, um, if, I, if I give you that and I say you are not a serious person. I mean, if you are serious, you will do this, do this, do this. I mean, they will not greet you. They will go and find another mentor, if they even find. Do you understand? I'm just trying to say, people don't care. They just go around because people don't like truth. Let me say this to you, and you may want to remember this all your days. We are not called to be the world's best friend. We are called to speak the truth, live the truth, and be the truth in the world. We are not called to be their best friend. We are called to live the truth, Speak the truth and be the truth. We tell the truth the way it is. I mean, your addiction will kill you. Amen. (laughs) Truth stinks. The way you are going, too much sex will render your womb useless. Amen. Your pride will not make you to be able to stay married. 
I'm not talking to ladies, because when you talk about pride, people think it's ladies. Even you as a man, they just tell you, hello, please, you can't put that thing there. Eh? He let him once away, I pay for this house. Now that's pride. You can't build anything like that. We have to tell you the truth. Your lack of prayer life will destroy you. The fact that you think that people are making it in the world, let me say this to you, and I will not charge you for it. Amen. Are you ready for it? Nobody becomes successful, really wealthy and rich without an influence of an higher power. I will not charge you for it. It's not part of the message. I just thought I should tell you. So if you are not going to go and deal with the devil by doing Yahoo, Aristo, in fact, do you know that there are levels to the devil's riches? I mean, when we were growing up, people used to do money rituals. But we have discovered that money rituals never even make people rich. They only have like maybe 10 million, 20 million, 15. But if you want to deal with the deals, I mean, billions of naira, there are levels to wealth with the devil. The same way, <laughs> somebody say, oh, share show near. The same way it takes ranking with God. You don't pray. You don't do anything, and you just sit down comfortable. You, I, I like people like that. They say, I'm, I'm close to an atheist. I just sit on the wall. Hello? The devil does not know that you sit on the wall. He's going to deal with you if you don't take care. And that's the truth. The truth is that you are in a world where it is the darkness against light, and you must live as God demands that you live. All right? Can I say this to somebody that our world is in serious need of dealers in truth? People who say it just the way it is. Men who honor and stand by the truth of scripture, scriptures, no matter whose horse is God. This is what the scripture says, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. People want to do marriage on their own terms. And that's why there are many broken homes. You did not start it. God started it. So you must do it on God's terms. Amen. And these are, these are truths. I mean, these are, you don't like this session because truth, I say sorts things, and it's thinking you maybe, but it is what sorts does. Glory to God. It's not my fault. It's what sorts does. I mean, there are people in your relationship, you have friends that you should tell truth to. You are not helping them. All of you are just doing nonsense together. You are not helping them. You need to tell them that, listen, if you continue like this, I'll stop picking your calls. Some of them, you don't even have to tell them. Just tell them what scripture says. You can't be sleeping around. That's not what scripture says. The marriage is blessed and the blood undefiled. Warmongers and adulterers, God will cause. So don't be crying to me and say your business is not working. God will cause. I know be the one who will cause you. God will cause. Amen. Before you stand up and get more hungry. Number four. Salt gives strength. Do you know that without salt your body lose, starts getting weak? That's one reason the, the Romans give their soldiers salt to strengthen them. The new putting salt in vegetables will give them strength. Listen to this. Only you can pray and get answers. Only you can deal with God. Only you have access to God. Only you can get strength from God. Do you know that a young lion will suffer lack? But those who know they are God, they will not lack anything good. Do you know that the Bible says it will renew your strength? Do you know that 4.13 says you can do all things? Or Philippians says you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. God will not give strength to the seed of the wicked. He will give strength to the seed of Jacob. Listen to this. One of the things God does is that God strengthens you. One of the gifts believers have is what I call supernatural strength. The ability to go through things that others go through and they are breaking down and we are smiling. Have you, have you been there? There's no money and you are not depressed. <laughs> no job, you are not depressed. There is somebody beside you who is even having a job and the girl is depressed. And you're asking yourself, ah, I took Gary to bed and I'm still not depressed. You took Shawama, you are depressed. What's going on here? It's the ability to go through things. and They go through it. It's because there is a strength on the inside. There is the salt of God in the inside of you. You might have stayed many years before you got your admission. You finished admission, it also seems like job is not coming. But you are not disturbed. 
Everybody say, except I jackpot, my life cannot be better. You say, except I nothing, I know my life will be better wherever I am. You know why? Because you have a God. Those who know their God, they shall be stronger and they shall do exploits. It does not matter what you go through, it matters who is with you. If God be for us, who can be against us? I love the pigeon, the way I put it. If God be for me, who you be? It no matter. Do you understand what we're saying? Your strength, let me now say this to you as it comes to salt, is that your strength is a motivational force for some people. When they see the way you are still going on, despite of all, they look at you and say, have you had Elijah level? I want Zare Juvera And he said, he said one of the things he said in that league, he said, it is not about drugs. It is about God. It's not wheat. What actually gives us speed is not what gives the word speed. Because if you take what gives the word speed from them, they don't have speed anymore. But what you have cannot be taken from you. It's forever. It's forever. When they see you, they don't get it. They say, what's going on? We've gone through the same thing. This guy is not even thinking. Koniron, what's wrong with him? It's because you have God. Number five, salt creates thirst. That's why we put it on potato chips and pretzels. I don't know whether you know that if you take potato, uh, all those potato chips, you just want to take water afterwards. Uh, it's because salt actually creates that. It creates thirst. And this is the rise of kingdom influencers. Because of the way your life is going to be, people will thirst for God because of you. P-H-I-R-S-T. Sorry, I'm a Yoruba man. There's a way I pronounce some things, okay? Because I saw them looking at me with an asking face. Glory to God. That's the good thing about a small church. You can answer all the faces. If it was a big joy, I would just be I'll just continue. Glory to God. They will ask you like Nathaniel. You know, Philip went and said, Nathaniel, we have found the Messiah. Nathaniel said, Where is he? You know, because of your life, people will say, What is the secret? Come and show us your God. They might not ask you like questioning you, but they will they will begin to say, Can you can I, can you mentor me? You know, that's the way the word asks. Can you mentor me? Can I? What is the secret? They begin to ask you questions. That's because they see a result in your life that is not in their life. And you know what you would do? Come and see. I love come and see. It's just a simple word. John chapter 1 verse 46. He told Nathaniel. Nathaniel said to Philip, he said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? He said, come and see. You know, I, I don't know what you're stating. Maybe you are from Quara, you are from a boy or something. And then they will say, can any good thing really come from that place? And then you will say, come and see. Your greatest accomplishment would be how many people became believers because of you. It's not the amount of money you have. It's how many people became believers. How many people became serious Christians because of you. Can I task for God? Let me challenge you. Can I task for God just by observing you? Just by looking at you, can I task for God? Will knowing you want me to know God? Will I want to know God in your life? Listen to this. We are not the honey of the world. We are the salt of the heart. We are not the honey. You know, honey just, everybody just like honey. Oh, honey. I mean, I've never seen anybody who calls his girl salt. Ah, salt, how are you? <laughs> what you do is call honey, baby, sugar. All right, because it's sweet, it's, but listen, Jesus is not called us the honey of the world. We are not the sugar of the world, baby. We are the salt of the earth. There is a difference, and the difference is how the salt makes its impact. Sugar sweetens. I'm not saying go sweeten your word. Glory to God. I'm saying go preserve your word. Go sting your word with some Jesus truth. Very important. Your saltiness will change the world for the better. A handful of salty Christians can change a classroom, a neighborhood, an office, a company, and even a nation. Let there be no mistake, ladies and gentlemen. We live in a morally decadent world. It's like a piece of meat that has been left in the sunshine. It's getting rotten day by day. But what will arrest it is salt. 
So I'm telling you, you need to leave the cupboard. You need to leave the cup. Imagine where you put salt in your house. I don't know. Some people put it inside cup. Some people put it inside plate. If you're a guy, it's inside Lylon you put it. Because guys don't really... Inside Lylon, you're for it more. <laughs> no, no, no. You're for what? You know, you know. Whatever you put that salt, <laughs> I just want to tell you, uh, wherever you are, uh, that the salt needs to leave that Lylon. Glory to God. Because there are a lot of guys here. <laughs> the, the salt needs to leave that bottle. It has to contact something. If it doesn't contact, it doesn't change. Uh, listen to this. You have to mix with the world. You have to engage the world. You can't change the world by staying inside your room because you are working from home. Every day, 24-7, you say, I'm working from home. You are not contacting anybody. Even on social media, no contacts. Many of us don't even have social media pages. Lock down Instagram, lock down Facebook, lock down everything. And then you are working from home. Glory to God. You are as good a salt as you would ever be in your life. Nobody ever praises salt until salt gets into food. You never go to salt. Just the same way people never go to an ATM machine. I mean, you don't go there and say, I love you, baby. ATM machine. You don't. Except you need business and transaction. Then you go to the ATM machine. Except you need business and transaction. That's when you go to your salt. I mean, I've, I've, they have served me food before. Not by my wife. Cooked by some strange guys. And then the food does not have enough salt. Glory to God. And then I go to take the shaker, and then I shake the nylon, and then I put it inside. Glory to God, I've confused you, so you don't know the one I have. Amen. But I'm saying to you, get ready, salty saints. Out we go into the world for the glory of God. For the glory of God. This week, you must go out and say, I preserve my family. Look at this. You know your sister is going to hell, and you are here comfortable. And you still sit down 24-7. That next neighbor, I just moved to my company. I greeted almost everybody in the company. I talked to all of them. I'm advising the security man. It's one step like this to give his life to Jesus. You see, more serious guys. Foundationally, we are just setting the pace. Do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, I'm saying to you, whether you are a security man, whether you are a CEO, it does not matter. Soul is soul. I, I mean, I don't do all those. I want ministry abroad. White people are... Uh, they are more important to God. No, soul is soul. They are going to be rejoicing. Whether the soul is Aboki soul or the soul is Ibo soul or Ibo Kwenu, whatever soul it is, it's a soul. So just get the soul for Jesus and influence that soul for Jesus. And that's what it means. If you can't preach, you can influence. That's what I'm asking you to do. The rise of kingdom influencers. You can't preach to them, you can bring them to church. Let them come and hear. I will preach to them. It's not my problem. Do you understand? You bring them and then I'll do the preaching. Do you get what I'm saying? It's time. For salt to arise. It's time for you to leave that place. You are so beautiful. I told you last week. You are so beautiful. But again, is what you are doing all around. You just stay by yourself. They don't greet you. You don't greet them. For Jesus' sake, greet them. You heard what I said. I'm not praying. I said for Jesus' sake. For the sake of Christ. Greet them. Greet that guy and that guy. That guy is, hello. How are you doing? How far? The guy stops, shocked, shook. Everything inside of him does not understand himself. And then you say, I just want to, I just, I've been seeing you live here. The guy says more than, answers you more than you live here. He says, yes, I live here. I've been living here for 20 years. You are not asking him all those questions. It's just because he sees you. Use what you have. Esther was not, it was not favor that made Esther queen. Can I say that to you again? First of all, before favor met Esther, Esther was beautiful. It was, you first of all must pass that thing of being beautiful before you get into the palace. Before favor will meet you. at you. Handsome guy. You keep your birds. Everything is smart. You are tall. Dark. Handsome. Baba, you see for Jesus. You, he could have made you an right? There's nothing you would have done about that. Nothing you would have done about that. Nothing. No one to complain to. Glory to Jesus. I say truth in ways that will make you smile, but it's the truth of God. Are you, are you following what I'm saying? How can 12 disciples of Jesus turn the world the way it is? And 12 of us cannot, I mean, millions of Christians today because of 12 disciples of Jesus. We are more than 12 here. It means that we can fill this church in no time if you will do your work. If you will do your task. Look at your contact list. Some of you have about 400. See, when I post like this, 250 people looked at it. And all you have been posting all your life is inspirational message. That's even good. Not the... You know, sometimes when I see the status of some people, I help them put the whole hole there. You know, I know when they were snapping, they did all. Oh. So I help them do it as I'm listening. How oh, I say all? Oh. <laughs> I'm saying chillax. 
Jesus needs you. Get ready, salty saints. We need to go into the world. You go out tomorrow. It's a beautiful day. And you need, I thought you dominion. But you need Jesus. And you need to make an influence for him. And I don't care how many people you have on social media. And I'm tired of you being boring. Many of you are boring. Just think, though. I don't want to get in the world. I don't want to. Jesus did not think like that, though, when he saved you on the cross. There is an eternity to look forward to because Jesus thought you were worth dying for. Take that message and go to the world. I feel it's a good place to even stop the message. But what about the light? All right, so let's talk about the light. Matthew chapter 5, 14 to 16. The Bible says you are the light of the world, a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on his light stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father who is in heaven. He said, let your light. Where should it shine? Where should it shine? Before men? Not before your mirror? Are you serious? I went to a lady's house. There were a lot of light in front of the mirror. They told me that it's supposed to make her pop. So that she sees how it is. She's doing the makeup. Never saw that. My mom, when I was growing up, only had one mirror. Inside even a dark room. And then I remember when we were parking to a new house. The, guy, the lady said, light will not come like this. We have to put the mirror in this place. I said. So now they wanted light to shine to them. But Jesus said that your light should shine before men. That they may see your good works. And then give glory to, to God. So there is no light except the light goes off. Light is a source of, of illumination. And there are three basic things light does. Number one, light penetrates. That's number one. Light penetrates. Number two, light reveals. And then number three, light exposes. You know that song, this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Did you skip Sunday school? Skip to the church? This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Listen, Jesus said, let your light shine. The key is in that phrase before men. If you turn on a light in an empty room, it will dispel the darkness, but no one will see it. Is that not so? If the room is empty and you... But imagine we shut down the light. I was going to become more dramatic. Tell them, I'll just do like this. They'll just shut the light. I don't know if you'll be looking at it. And I'll say, okay, bring it back on. I, I know, you know. So, light, when it comes in a place like this, it helps all of us, right? But if it was an empty room, I, I, I hunt the light, switch on the light, nothing happens. It's only me that sees the light. But when I put on the light in this room, all of us get revelation Lights illuminate the part of all of us. Uh, all of us get things exposed. Like I always maintain, and I've always given this example when I'm preaching on light. Imagine I tell people, and I like talking about money because Nigerians have a way of getting money and love. Two things. They hate love, but they like hearing love because they have been served, break, fast. All right, so light. Let's talk money. So if I tell you, and I say, you come here at 10 p.m. You know this place is going to be very dark. And I tell you there is a billion naira in a sack here. Or let's make it simple. Let's make it simple. $50 million. For the opener. Inside there. And then there's no light. You know what you're going to do? You're not going to leave. I say, it's here. If you can find it, it's yours. Andaba, Robi, Ayaka, Lebranama. As you are praying in tongues, even though you will be walking, you will break your leg, on, you hit the chairs, you will now start crawling. You will start crawling, you will go to every angle. What are you looking for? Money. Do you know what? That money is inside that place. But do you know that you might be a little bit from, here, from it like this, and then you will turn again. Because you can't see anything. Jesus said, if the light in you is darkness, he said, you are in so much darkness. So if you can't find light, you can't review, you can't see the money. But if I come inside this place and then I switch on the light, it will not take you one minute to find the money. Do you understand? It won't, it won't, it won't. I know some sharp guys here. It won't take you one minute. You find the money straight. You know why? Because light has come. And so it can reveal where that thing is. Can I say to you that your light does not mean anything? Your praying in tongues is good to you and God. 
But they need to see a changed character in your place of work. They need to see you change. They need to see you live the Jesus life in your neighborhood. The way you dress, the way you look, the way you address people. Then they see that light in those places. Then they begin to say, God is a good God. Remember when I got born again, I didn't have to go home and tell anybody. But I was a very contentious young boy. I was a very contentious and a very stubborn one. I, if I ask for anything you don't give me, I was a nagger by excellence. Uh, by excellence. Sometimes I still nag now, but I, I can nag you till you die. I mean, I would, I would, for shoes to school, I will nag so much. And then when they don't give it, I just stop being in the sitting room. I just go and suck in the room. I call it sucking now, but those days I felt it was the thing to do. And so I would just lock myself in the room. They are laughing in the parlor and say, come outside. And you know, you're about fathers. Come outside. I'll come. And then I'll be looking at them, not laughing, nothing. I just, they will say, ah, oh, then you're ready. I'll just food, freeze, and all of that. You know why? When I got born again, all of that changed. And I didn't have to tell my dad that I was born again. They knew something changed in me. And I tell you this, it was not up to two years. Everybody, all of the children got born again. Why? Because someone made that decision for Jesus. Listen, your lights must shine. And others, what will happen, number one, others will see your good deeds. The word good means attractive, beautiful, and lovely. Jesus is saying people will be attracted to the beauty of your life. Others will be drawn by the Christ way inside of you. When you see a good word for Jesus, when you stop and smile at a friend, when you send an encouraging test to someone, when somebody is going through hard times and you visit them, when you visit someone in the hospital, when you check on somebody, when you help a hand, when you help someone who is going through hard times, when you evangelize with a winsome personality, there's a way you evangelize and people don't want Jesus. You know, because I said it now. And then they are sharing tracts. But there's a way you share tracts and um, smile and people are like, hey, Jonah, what is this? What does this guy have? And that's it. <coughs> Sorry. Note that Jesus said when they see your love, he didn't say when they see your lovely ways. He didn't say when they hear your faith preachers or when they hear your good sermons or the light in your church. He didn't say they will follow Jesus. Actually, many people in this area actually hate Jesus because of that. I feel that we should own one more case. I don't think it is that cold. All right. And then number two, they will give God the credit. Verse 16 says, they praise your father who is in heaven. Did you notice that the word your is used three times in that verse? Light does not call attention to itself. It provides illumination so that others can see. Now I'm asking you to make two commitments here today. Two commitments. Number one is what I call the salt commitment. The salt commitment. I will rock my word with God's truth. That's the salt commitment. Can you make that salt commitment? And, and say, I'm going to rock my word with God's truth. They may, that may mean speaking up at the office. It may mean refusing to get involved in certain traditions. It may mean taking some criticism for your faith. But get involved. Get into the fight for the glory of God. Be the salt. Can you help me preach to somebody and say, be the salt? If you are a preacher, they will not pay you. The way you just said it. I mean, say with the breath of swagger and the smiles you have and say, be the salt. Glory to God. Rock your word with God's truth. And then number two, there's what I call the light commitment. I'll be bold and beautiful so that others can see Christ in me. That's the light commitment. I will be bold, I'll be beautiful, I'll be daring so that others can see Christ in me. I tell people failures are not God's agenda because he can't preach him well. God wants you successful. I'm not saying God wants you to be the richest person in the world. That's an ambition. That does not mean God is involved. But God does not want you to be a pauper. Amen. Glory to God. It may mean you have to roll up your sleeves and get involved with hurting people. You have friends who are hurting and you just leave them. You have people who are going through life. Why not ask them questions? Why not support their vision? Why not support their dreams? I tell people that's what it means to be the light. One of the things I do is that when a friend or anybody starts a business, I try to buy something from them, even if I don't need it, just to encourage them, be the light, be involved in what they are doing. Because when you start your own, somebody also will get involved. We can't save the world, but we can make the difference. We can't do everything, but we can do something. And what we can do, we ought to do. 
That's what being salt and light is. Here is a good word for those who are despaired. I've come to tell you that your light matters, sir. Your salt matters. It doesn't matter how much you have. It does not, it's not the question of the influence you have in the world. It's about the God's truth you are able and you are willing to tell. But can we let our light shine? Can we let Jesus live through us? Can we serve others in the name of Jesus? As they see light in us, they will see great light giver, Jesus himself. They will be attracted to the Savior and they will give credit even to him. Don't give up. The world is dark and it's getting darker. But it's time to shine the light. When there is much darkness, there is need for more light. Uh, Jesus is calling today. Will you become a kingdom influencer? It's not about what you have or what you don't have. Like I've always maintained, it's about the truth that you are willing to tell. It's about the truth you are willing to show. It's about the truth you are willing to tell in the world. Bow down your head, bow down your heart. And I want to ask you to make two commitments today. And it's the light commitment, it's the salt commitment. You've heard the word of God today. I'm asking you, what are you going to do about the truth that you have heard? What are you going to do about the truth you have heard? What are you going to do about the truth you've heard today? What are you going to do about the truth you've heard today? What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Um, If you are making a decision and you're saying, you know what? I'm going to leave for Jesus. You know what? I'm going to leave for Jesus I'm going to be different. I'm going to do all that I can in the name of Jesus. I'm going to do all I can in the blood of Jesus. I want you to make that commitment. Be very practical with God. I've tried to preach a practical sermon where the gospel can run through you. And I'm asking you, what will you do differently? I want you to make that light commitment. I'm going to share the light wherever I go. Lights of the world. Step into darkness, sir. Bible says when light came, darkness could not comprehend it. It could not lumber no heat. It couldn't comprehend it. I want you to come to that reality and say, God, I'm going to let it shine. Is there someone saying, Lord, I'm going to be willing to share your message of truth. I'm going to contact one, two persons, uh, and I'm going to ensure that my light shines. Uh, I'm going to invite them to church. I'm going to invite them to the Savior. I'm going to tell them about Christ. Uh, is there someone making that decision tonight, this morning? Is there someone making that decision even this morning. Abba, Father, we exalt you. Thank you, O God, because we've heard your word. Thank you because the entrance of your word, it gives light, gives understanding unto the simple. As simple folks, we've come to learn at your faith. Father, I make my tongue the pen of a ready writer. Daddy, I just write the word of life even upon the spirit of your people. I've written it, O God. Let your word, O God, let it continually walk. Let us not just be hearers of your word, but let us be doers. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. This has been The Living Word. If you have been blessed by this teaching or for counseling or any other inquiry, kindly send us an email to pfa at theransomedhouse.com or fisayoadenii at yahoo.com or please call 0912-772-3824. The Ransomed House. Empowering people to live for Jesus.